I'm John Rutledge, a.k.a. Eggsy from Visionary Rap Group, the GLC. Lover of mystery, disciple of intrigue. I'm Mike Bubbins, comedian and qualified PE teacher, fan of fact, seeker of proof. We're on a quest to unexplain the most unexplainable mysteries. For we are the Unexplainers. Beautiful Broadhaven, Mike. Oh, one of my favourite parts of the world, John. Surfers out there, raging waves. What a lovely weekend, just you and me, away from all the stress. Mm. Sharing our tiny little double bed in our cottage. Can we get a two-bed next time? There are two bedrooms, I just didn't want to get cold. I mean, what better could you get? You love the beach, don't you? I love the beach. You love the 1970s? My favourite decade by far, yeah. Yeah. And I also know that you've got many fond memories of teaching. 12 happy years teaching, John. So what would you do if I said I combined all three? How could that get much better? But being here with a wife and kids instead of you. Yeah, all right, besides that, how about throwing in the fact that in 1977, an alien spaceship landed here in a school and oh. exposed itself to a load of kids. Evidence. Song Can evidence. we just have a nice weekend? Nice. This is a brilliant weekend. You get to relive the 70s, reimagine being a teacher again, and we get to study one of the best examples of alien communication ever. An explainer's log. I'd lined up a full-on tour of Broadhaven Primary School, the real-life location of one of the world's most famous alien visitations. Time for Mike to go back to school. Alien school. Lawrence, former pupil but now fully grown adult man and present-day caretaker, met us at the gates. I'd actually left the school the year before. The children at the time were very convinced that they saw a silver cigar-shaped oblong, whatever you're going to call it, craft. Okay. Make of that well, as did all will. the kids say that they'd seen the same thing? Or was that... Very similar, yes. So I mean, there are some pictures that they've drawn that you could see. Pictures some of the eyewitnesses drew, is that right? Oh, yes. Wow. That's Would you great. like to come and see yeah, that, I'd Mike? love to see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just in reception. Let's okay. go for it. Wow, OK. So Lawrence has just pulled out this quite big... A3 size nearly, John. Yeah, dossier. With a flying saucer drawn on the front as well. Yeah, this is really good. That's okay. amazing. Yeah, open it up. Let's have a look inside. A rare piece of compelling evidence from John. Inside was picture after picture of what the children had seen slash saw, possibly near a seesaw, just a stone's throw from the seashore. Do they want to see more? Sure. What's striking me is they're all sort of long and silver, like long sort of like a cigar shape. There's quite an interesting image here, just drawn in crayon, red light on top, sort of windows in, and a sort of hatch in the front of this. Well, this is by Tudor. I was with my pals on Friday. We looked up in the field and we saw a flying saucer. A door opened and a man came out. He was in a silver suit with pointed ears. Yeah, and again, the images are all sharing the same characteristics. They've all drawn sort of the trees to show sort of perspective because they landed on the playing field, is that right? I believe it was just outside. I'll show you in a little while and you'll see the trees. They're still there. OK, so we can get an idea of sort of scale. Are there any swings in the playground? No, health and safety. Oh, gutted. And there's one here by Philip who's drawn a ship almost identical to Tudor, right? Yeah. It was like a cigar shaped and had a light on top of it. They've all got this light, they've all got the similar shape, they've all got yeah. the same colour, haven't they? Like a metallic grey, isn't it? There's one here that's a little bit over the top and it looks like a submarine with about 12 cats on it. But yeah, I, I think this is a kid who's probably just jumping on the bandwagon, to be honest. Although I'd love to see a cat on a submarine, but that's another show, maybe. Good show, then. What, submarine cat? Yeah. I'd watch that, yeah. I think this one kid might be embellishing it slightly because they've actually drawn UFO on the UFO. The word UFO, which probably wasn't on there at the time. It's fascinating. So one of the pages here, there are cuttings from various newspapers. A bit more convincing for you? I don't think kids are scheming enough to all get together and decide we're going to put this huge hoax on. We're all going to talk about seeing the same thing, you know? I think also, it, by the time the national press started turning up, if they are lying, one of the children would have broken and Definitely, would have ended yeah. up sort of, you know... Definitely. I know these yeah. people. It's not something that would have happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, scheming to make things up. No. It was something they, they obviously believe they saw. Hey, 
What is it? There's a few typewritten letters. This one from an R.H. Llewellyn, I don't know if... Uh, he would have been the headmaster, Mr. Llewellyn, Ralph oh, okay. Llewellyn. Ah, right, okay. Oh, this is good then, okay. So, this is what the headmaster said. After having talked individually and collectively to the children, I am loath to believe that children of primary school age are capable of maintaining a sophisticated hoax. Well, that's exactly what I just said. That's exactly, exactly yeah. what we said, yeah. Uh, the common thread is that the object they saw was silvery yellow, cigar-shaped, with a dome and possibly a light on top. Whether they interpreted what they saw correctly is, of course, a different matter. Personally, while seeking a rational explanation, I hope to keep an open mind on the matter. We've both been in school, John, right? I, I went to school at least three or four times. Exactly, right? If your head teacher pulls you into the room mm. and says, Rutledge, are you lying? Yeah. You'd have gone, uh, That's when you crumble. I think any child confronted by their headmaster would crumble. And the fact that Mr Llewellyn, was that the name of yes. the...? Yes, and definitely you would have crumbled. Right, OK. <laughs> he's not with us anymore? No, he's not. OK, right, yeah. So, Lawrence, are these people still living in, in the village? Some of them do, yes. Some do. I was talking to somebody not long ago about it, mm. to come down today, and he just said he doesn't want to. Because it's so long ago, they're fed up of people trying to disprove it, etc. Yeah, yeah, which is fair enough. We moved outside to the playground. Having studied the drawings, we immediately recognised where the UFO had landed. It was almost like we were back in 1977, surrounded by dozens of miniature eyewitnesses, aka children. So was it in that field behind? It would have been in that field behind the school. Okay, so it's kind of a sort of scrubland sort of area. I mean, just in front of us. Just scrubbage on. So we've got like a yeah. tarmac play area. Then there's the field behind that and the fence, and then the trees. This time of year, you know, there's no foliage on the leaves, so there's clearer view. And it was the same, what, February? You could see, like, tree to the left, tree to the right. It makes sense from those images the kids drew. We can definitely see here the reality of what they would have seen. I mean, sort of being here now in this sort of empty playground, you could hear the birds singing, but there's a slight sort of eeriness to it. There's a kind of a grey cloud hanging over around us, and you, if you stop and think, I could quite easily picture myself little Jimmy in the playground, 1977. Why did you change your name? because I've sort of transferred into someone else's mind now, who's, oh, right, you know, mind skills, Mike, is something everyone does. Little Jimmy, that's me in the playground with my sort of wind-up, Evil Knievel. On your own? Probably has been crying for the first 15 minutes of dinner break, but I've got my last 10 minutes before I go back in to play with my Evil Knievel wind-up doll. Yeah. No doubt some kid probably comes and kicks that away from me and punches me. I see you more dressed as, like, in your Wonder Woman outfit. Yeah. Just get it picked off. The headmaster wouldn't let me wear the Wonder Woman outfit. It was the 70s, he said it, there was no room for that then. You know, you look back and you, it would have been pretty breathtaking. Were they scared? I wouldn't have been scared. So if you'd been a teacher here at the time, Mike, right, yeah. you'd been in one of those classrooms marking books when it all happened. I wouldn't have been marking, mate. I was a teach PE. Right. I'd probably be like reading Rugby World or something. Sunbathing in your pants, forcing the weaker kids to sort of stand against a wall while you kicked a ball really hard at them. I didn't do that. I mean, it was, it was frowned upon in my day. But um, I would have certainly made you do pee in your underpants. I imagine you're the sort of pasty kid who brought up most lessons, weren't you? Legs like spaghetti, mate, yeah. yeah Awful. Fair. Awful. Beyond those trees then, Lawrence? There's a few other properties. Um, there is a sewage works up there. Uh, the rumours were at the time. Maybe a tanker was up there and the sun was reflecting, you know, and they just saw the silver bright light of a tanker. All right, okay. and that was, quite a, uh, that was quite a common sort of explanation of it at the time? Yes, yes it was. All right, okay. But would yeah. that have happened on a regular, pretty regular basis? I would have thought so, yes. Yeah. So it'd be weird that it was only mentioned the once, though, wouldn't it? Yes, that's true, yeah. yeah. The tanker explanation seemed plausible enough to me, but John said he could smell a rat. It wasn't a rat. It was something worse. Much, much worse. Right, so you might be able to hear. I wish you could smell as well. <laughs> we oh, God. Um, you take me to all the best places. I certainly do. We're outside the back of the sewage treatment works. I've worked that bit out. Which is just round the back of the school. To be fair, there was nothing to smell from the school, but... <sighs> it's pretty nasty. 
We're not going to go in the sewage centre. We're definitely not, but just to the side of the gate, there's a little sort of path that leads into the exact area. That sound, John? You can hear that gurgling, sort of flushing, watery sound. Yeah, that is essentially raw sewage being treated 15 feet behind us. I know that some of the aliens that you envision don't have noses, but I'll be honest, if I was going to land somewhere, it wouldn't be here. I guess if we stay here for another 45 minutes to an hour, we may increase our chances of seeing something that doesn't have a nose. I'm happy not to take that chance, I'll be honest. I don't know whether it was the smell or the look of disgust on Mike's face, but right then, my mind was forced into overdrive. All the confusion flushed away, everything floated into place, and I had a theory. There's a poo park behind us, whatever you want to call it, behind Sewer us. Sewer treatment plan is the, is the sort of, that's the accepted term for it, yeah. Think about this, Mike. What if they actually came to collect some of the faeces because their spaceship was powered by something very similar to methane gas? And where do you find methane gas? Oh, God. Su sewage. Sewage. Tree sewage treatment plants. Well done. Sewage treatment plants. So these, these beings that you pontificate about have come from light years away or from another dimension, yes. which would take fabulous amounts of energy. Yes. I mean, we're talking unimaginable amounts of energy. Mm. They're getting that from the methane yes. in, I'd say, a small sewage treatment plant yeah. servicing a village of probably a couple of thousand people. Yeah. Imagine travelling the vast expanses of space, powered by poo. Right. At some point, you will need the equivalent to memory services. So our sewage plants are essentially, in your mind, these are like galactic service stations. Filling services. It is a potential concept. An intergalactic memory services. Smack bang, right here. Strentium for the universe. Stentium? Strentium services. I go on Stentium because of the smell. It's a play exactly. on words. Exactly. Strentium, Stentium. Right. We Delamere. We Delamere. Lee Delamere. Yes. Good. Thank You're you. getting it, okay? Yeah. Fair play to you, that is. Of all your ridiculous ideas, Isn't that it is good? right at the very Isn't top. Isn't it good? It's top of the pops. 1977. In a nutshell, every time I go to the toilet, I know I am allowing intergalactic travellers to refuel. Such a book. Mm. Hashtag plop for your galactic overlords. Yeah. All we need to do, thinking about it, is get a coffee stand, make a couple of extra quid on the side. I'm willing to hang out here for the rest of my life, selling coffee to space creatures. Do like a really expensive breakfast something, couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. A really expensive breakfast. Get a... Get those massage chairs. And driving games. So when they've been driving for six hours, they can stop and recreate driving by playing a driving game. A few space invaders. Space invaders. They just call them invaders. I See think. what I mean? The signs are all there. The signs are all there. Just invaders. This is what it's all about. We've pretty much summed up the reason mankind is here. Well done. I mean, that's certainly not the end of the day I was expecting. No, I feel quite fulfilled, man. Pretty deep. Yeah. Should we go and watch a DVD? Yeah, come on. Cool. The next day, John took me to the beach to meet his new friend, Andy. Andy might not have been a primary witness, but as a journalist and a UFO hunter, he had more than enough local knowledge to kill 99.9% .9 of John's toilet fuel theory dead. Andy, good to meet you. Good to meet you too. What, what have you heard exactly, Andy? What, do you think something went on at Broadhaven? What you've got to remember is, is any aircraft that people can't identify straight away as a UFO. Another thing you've got to remember about this, we had a top secret high-tech military installation, or it was at the time, at the height of the Cold War, RAF Broadhaven, less than 10 miles away from here. You know, you had Americans situated there, you had all sorts of test flights and, you know, crazy sort of tinfoil hat territory things that could be going on. Like sort of, like a Welsh Roswell, like a Welsh sort of Area 51. Do a, so do you think it could be something military or something? The potential is there. All I know is that at that time, height of the Cold War, you've got crazy amounts of military tech 15 miles away. Wow. Who's not to say that something from another dimension, another planet has come down to see what our capabilities are? Yeah, 110%. If I was an, an alien being and I wanted to scope out and see what sort of a threat this planet had, 
I'd be pretty close to one of the most high-tech military installations in Western Europe as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, why were they behind a primary school in Broadway and not, not in the base? Were they like hiding there? Were they... School's a place of education. Taking are they seeing how young minds are trained? Oh, let's see how the big ones, they make the big flying ships. What do the little ones do? Oh, they have sandwiches that break down and play with an evil Knievel. Have you ever managed to get access to any of these military bases? Or... Um, unfortunately not. The Americans left about six or seven years ago. Whatever happened at Broadway, you guys have missed it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Apart from going and standing out the front and looking with some binoculars, yeah. you just get told off for that anyway. Yeah. There's, there's nothing really to see. Um, do you want to dress up like a soldier? Well, I should, I should do the whole village people. Yes. Can I be the motorcycle cop? Yeah, yeah. Well, I got the moustache. I'm going... Okay, you go motorcycle cop. I'll be the cop. I'll just go as builder. Builder's all right. He's cool, like Hot carrier. Had a nice hard hat, though. Yeah. Well, I think, Mike, our next phase is to infiltrate a military base. Do you mean go to a military base? Infiltration sounds better. Do an infiltration. We'll get a shot, then. Wow. I immediately one-clicked our village people costumes from the internet, but that didn't impress Mike, who was more concerned with finding a primary witness. Once again, my brain worked one level higher than his. Why didn't we try and find a primary school witness? Do you need to speak to one of the kids? One of the kids who was there yeah, and get some first-hand information. Not, not, I spoke to someone who spoke to somebody. Let's go straight to the horse's mouth. Yeah. Let's be the kid yeah. who was there at the time. Um, if we do that, we're probably going to need to get maybe an adult to sign something or just to get the correct... I mean, you used to be a teacher, so maybe you, you know yeah, yeah. you could use but, your sort of skills. Yeah, the, right. Yeah, but the thing is, no, John. Yeah. They wouldn't be ten now, is the point? Because it was like thirty-nine years ago, so they'd, they'd be forty-nine. But kids saw the spaceship yeah. come in and land. Right. Okay. So we need to speak to one of those kids. Yeah. The point being, of course, that they're not kids now. But we need to speak to one of the kids. Yes. Like a ten-year-old. Don't, don't forget the ten-year-olds. We're not going to find a ten-year-old now. But if we forget the ten-year-olds, we're not going to get any evidence right. off of the ten-year-olds that forget, saw the. Right. If we find a ten-year-old now, there's no chance he would have been here in 1977 because he was born in 2006. You understand? But we need to speak to a ten-year-old who saw the spaceship. Yes. So, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. But you know they're not ten now, yeah. But how are we going to speak to a ten-year-old who saw a spaceship if they're not ten now? Well, because they're just older. But that throws the whole ten-year-old theory out of the window. Not really, man. I mean, do, you, do you understand how time works? I mean, this, they didn't get hit by an aging ray by the aliens, right? They've Did the aliens older. have that sort of technology? Oh, no, I don't Did someone tell aliens. you that? All that technology. Is that something you had? Something you cook up in your brain. But I'm saying it's just that they're going to be older now. So you're in 1977. You weren't 39, were you? No. There we go. Well, that's. In a but I, I wasn't a ten-year-old who saw an alien spaceship. And what you're it telling me? It doesn't matter that... if you're a ten-year-old who swam the Atlantic. You'd still be 39 years older, John. Is the point? So you're telling me a ten-year-old swam the Atlantic and got hit by an alien? Ray in 1976. What do you want about now? So we have to speak to, but if they're 50 now, they'd be over 100 now. If they're 50 now, they'd be over 100 now. <laughs> You're talking about these aging ray swimming channels. This is too deep for me, man. You've got issues, bro. Let's go and find a 49 year old man oh, or think, woman. And they might help us find one of the kids. Yeah, come on, let's go. Let's go, come on. With John still baffled by the linear nature of time, I'd finally tracked down a primary witness, former 10 year old David Davis was one of the few ex-pupils willing to discuss the Broadhaven incident. To placate John, I'd forged a permission slip from young David's parent and or guardian. Hello. Oh, hi, is that David? Speaking. David, hi, it's John uh, from The Unexplainers. I'm here with Mike. Hi, David. Am I right in saying this? You were a pupil at the school when the event happened in 1977, is that correct? I was, yes. Oh, fantastic. Give us your explanation of what happened. Well, it started during the day of the 4th of February, 1977. All day long, children had been saying that they'd seen an object around the perimeter of the school. I, being a natural sceptic, decided to do a little bit of investigation for myself. So, at the end of the day, I went to the top of the school playing field where the object had been seen throughout the day to investigate closer. As 
I was about to climb the perimeter fence, this 45 feet long, silvery cigar shape, which was displaying a pulsating red light, popped up from behind some trees. The sight in itself only lasted seconds at the most, but it was enough to actually ingrain that image on my memory until the present day. Well, well, I find fascinating that description because we saw the sort of scrapbook. Yeah. What struck me was there were similar characteristics, same sort of colour, a similar shape. All the drawings that we did were actually done on the following Monday because the news agents were getting in touch with the school at the time. So the headmaster decided to put us all in exam conditions and get us to draw and describe what we'd seen without any collusion whatsoever between any of us. Did, did any of the staff or the school staff or the teachers um, see, the, see the object as well? Not on the actual 4th of February. The object did itself make a reappearance three days later when at the time it wasn't witnessed by any pupils but it was witnessed by canteen staff and one of the teaching staff. We've heard various theories from people that it was a tanker heading to the, the sewage treatment plant no, that was one of the explanations which we were very quick to discount. It definitely wasn't a sewerage tanker. Most of the children at the school came from agricultural backgrounds. We could have recognised any piece of agricultural equipment. The area in which the sighting occurred was completely waterlogged at the time. It was physically impossible for any vehicle to have been at that location. Yeah, okay, so, so some of the children drew what looked like some sort of man or a being. Is that just a flight of fancy from the children, or did anybody see some sort of pilot on board the craft? With my own personal sighting, I only saw the craft. I can't say for any certainty whether any occupants were sighted or if it could be put down to juvenile exaggeration. There seems to have been quite a lot of military bases around the area. Yeah. Do you think it could have been a military craft? To this day, I don't know what I saw that day. My head says I would like to go with the military explanation. However, I'm not completely comfortable with that. I mean, it certainly wasn't a conventional military aircraft. There was certainly no jet noise, no, no discernible noise whatsoever. John's got a, I can only describe it as a half-baked theory, that maybe these craft need some sort of methane propulsion. There is a sewage works behind the school. And feel free to dismiss this. Working on the premise that perhaps these are intergalactic travellers who need some sort of fuel. Methane from sewage works. Where do you stand on that? I mean, if there is anything out there making the trip vast distances between galaxies, I think a methane-based propulsion system would be way inadequate. I think the fact that it was in an area where it could have got hold of methane is a bit of a red herring. There we go, John. OK. Thanks so much, David, for talking to us. It... You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. You're the first primary source we've spoken to, so thanks so much for your time. There. Yeah, the first 10-year-old from 40 years ago who's got an incredibly deep voice that I've ever spoken yeah, to. <laughs> Voice has got a little deeper in the past. Yeah. <laughs> He's still still ten years old as far as I'm concerned. David, thank you so much for your time. It's been lovely. We've finally spoken to a real ten-year-old from the actual 1970s, but there was still one loose thread. We had a military theory and an alien theory. There was only one thing left to do. Hashtag field trip! Right, Mike, military base infiltration. Infiltration. Military base or infiltration. Say it. Military-based infiltration. Yeah, infiltration. RAF Broadie. Didn't quite happen. The producer said we weren't allowed to infiltrate a military base. We, we couldn't actually technically infiltrate it, and the fact that we put the costumes on. 
the village people. Yeah, yeah it didn't they, help. So I, I mean, I'll keep the hard hat. It's a very strong look for you, and I'm going to keep the uh, the leather trousers. You keep the leather trousers. We might have been stopped by the powers that be, but it doesn't stop me, Michael, because I've sourced somewhere even more amazing. All I can say is it's Area Pinthergin. That's just Area 51 in Welsh. Exactly, the equivalent to a Welsh Area 51. Have you just made that up? And when we get there, we're going to find some of the most amazing things that you didn't know existed in Wales that are military-based, okay? OK? I'm talking a Hercules bomber with a swimming pool at the back. Imagine four or five jeeps driving in a line and a guy with, like, two orange sticks doing this with his arms wiggling them back. Just and then, the radio listens. You're moving your arms I'm wiggling my arms, yeah. In a sort of chopping motion. Yeah, you're going to see a man wiggling his arms. You're probably going to see some sort of tank that's got a button on it and the tank hovers above the ground. Oh, hover tanks. Yeah, and um, there's probably going to be hovercrafts with wings. Best sort. Um, well, I see a dimension warp. Yeah, there'll be loads of them. I've heard stories about an ice cream van that's got a gun on the front. This is some really cutting-edge stuff. By visiting Area 51, say it in Welsh. Pimp Are we going to see some sort of bizarre vehicle that equates to what the children saw at the school? Basically, John, we've got a lot of questions, and you think this place might throw up some answers? I've got over eight questions, and I think this place is probably going to throw up at least... Between six and seven? I was thinking more like four, but yes, we will get some answers to most of the questions. Right, Mike, well, this is it. Top secret military research facility, the base. Wow, this is area pimp their game, is it? Mind-blowing. Yeah. Oh, really, John? I mean, the most high-tech thing here is the gate we just walked through. This is literally just an abandoned airfield. With, I've seen a lot of sheep in my time, but millions of sheep. It is a little bit like Glastonbury for quadrupeds. It is massive. I mean, there's no denying that. There's sort of runways in, in all directions. I say runways, disused runways covered in millions of sheep. I think what, what you've done, mate, is you take this to RAF Dale, which is a disused airstrip that was used by the RAF in the Second World War. The, the upper levels are RAF Dale, mm. but who's to say that guy I spoke about earlier who's wiggling his arms with a couple of orange sticks, a few jeeps right. and a couple of sort of antimatter guns are not being developed underneath us as we speak? Everyone that's not you. Well, look over there. Look, see that building over there? Why isn't that a research centre? Let's go and check it out. Probably find a couple of men in white coats, some sort of giant robot. Well, let's have a walk across the uh, cracked concrete that hasn't seen vehicle or human for probably the best part of 70 years. We'll dodge the sheep drop-ins. And we'll go to the building where there's a World War II flying ace's brain and some fizzy water we'll, controlling we'll, the flying we'll go, robot. We'll go to that disused brick building. That makes you happy, we'll do I'm that, happy, we? I'm happy, yeah, I'm well happy. Come on, John. Oh, wow, look at that. See, as we get closer to that, you can't deny that's impressive. Oh, well, that is probably interesting. That is a reinforced concrete machine gun emplacement from the Second World War. Cash your mind back, mate, sort of 70 years ago. You know, this place should have been opened in the early 40s. I mean, this place should have been an absolute hub of activity. To the west there, they're going to be escorting the American bombers into the UK. To the south, they're probably flying sorties over occupied France. You've got Hitler and the Axis powers backing at the door of the UK. At the time, this place should have been awash with service personnel. Look at that, look at that, look at that plane. Look at that plane up there. That'll propel a plane, right? It's probably on some lovely sightseeing trip. In the 1940s, that would have been a Spitfire pilot or a Hurricane pilot. Imagine when this place probably had Lancaster bombers, those huge, beautiful four-engine aircraft. Just imagine the sound of it, John. Just close your eyes and think of the sound. That wonderful mixture of bravery and pride. I agree, it is quite sort of... You could, you can agree, you can finally see that facts can be interesting. We can focus on facts, John. Things don't have to be fantastical. I think you're right in many ways. Yeah. And I think about the history and Good. what was there. Exactly. You know, and the people that surrounded this place. Brave, brave people. And I think it's amazing how even as far back as 1939 yeah. through to 1945, we had a gun so powerful yeah. 
right here that it could right here it could blow up an alien spaceship must have been enough to keep Hitler away. Why do I bother? It was probably silver, and it probably had a laser sight, and it probably was fueled by... Methane? Yeah. All right. Let's just open it and have a look inside, shall we? Yeah, come on. This is like a, an earth mound with the pillbox on top, and you can see the slots there, John, where the machine is that have po poked out. So at the top here, there's an old water tank over what would have been the entrance. Stand back. Probably bring it back. Watch your fingers there. No. It... Right, there's probably going to be some steps into the main area. That... And, and maybe a screen where they would have watched for sort of aliens coming in. Oh, yeah. And there's probably an escalator that doesn't work, but we can, we can walk out. Should we right. go in? You're right up on the stairs. There's um, an iron ladder sort of bolted onto the side of the concrete. I'm going in. Come on! Let's go in! Right, just for the listeners, John's now descended into a concrete box. Maybe a couple of rats in there as well, if you're lucky. Ah, oh, my leg. Yeah. <sighs> Have you had a wheels disease, John? Oh, yeah. Good that's the one where, like, you can't drive a car anymore. No, that's... that's... Oh, whoa! Oh, there's a bedroom area. I don't know if you can come down here, Mike, but this is... Uh... Smelly? This is next... Wow, did you know they used to have... They yeah. had buckets. There's four of them down here. You can confirm that, can you, John? Yeah. Mind-blowing stuff. Yeah. I think basically, mate, they just use that to dump stuff in these days. What do you reckon? Nah. This place hasn't been touched for 60 or 70 years. It's amazing. There's, there's probably about 50 or 60 unopened tins of, of soup, war rations. Right. I can see two folded uniforms here. Really? There's a small bed on the side, and it's quite charming. There's a picture of Mickey Mouse, and it says, We will get you Fritz. If I come down there and check it out, mate, am I going to see the same stuff you're seeing? Or yeah, are you making that up? It's absolutely, and there's a picture of what must have been someone's sweetheart, their girlfriend, a black and white picture of a girl with her first stole on, and it says, To Ralph, come home soon, Jean. It's, it's like a tiny time capsule here. Are you sure, mate? I mean, I'm looking at it from the outside, I can just see big bags full of dung. Yeah. Oh, no, you, no, it's just loads of bags of dung. Yeah, I thought it might be that, yeah. There's some snails under one of the... Um... It's an easy mistake to make, John. Yeah, sorry, I confused all the... It's, it's bags of dung. Just a bag of dung. It's the it? fuel for the weaponry, Mike. Yeah, there's loads of it. They probably needed about five or 600 tonnes. To power the ray gun that's yeah. going to shoot down the aliens, yeah. And you can still, there's loads of fuel left down here now. There's a bag of sticks as well. I'll be honest, that sounds more like what I'm seeing from this side as yeah. well. Yeah. Mike? Yeah? There's nothing down here. No. Can I come back up? Yeah. Okay. Mind, uh. the, mind the dung. Oh, yeah. <sighs> How was it, all right? It was brilliant, but it hasn't really answered any of the questions that we set out Well, to that's answer. what I was going to ask you. I mean, we, we came here with lots of unanswered questions. I mean, from my point of view, those questions that were previously unanswered are, are now unanswered. Yeah. Uh, well. I think I've got some rat wee on me. Yeah. <laughs> Right, even I have sort of noticed that something's happened here, which yeah. is that we've, we've found nothing. Well, I mean, it's been fascinating from a you know, historical point of view and it's a beautiful part of the world yeah. with fantastic views. But yeah, we've learned nothing about the Broadhaven incident. Talking about WW2, we've gone on a WGC, which is a World War II wild goose chase. So should we go back to BH? What's that? Broadhaven. Okay, that means, um, oh, okay. And do some R research. TF, which is 10-4. LG, let's go. Okay, again. Got a country code for you, John, as well. Always shut gates after you and always put water tanks back over disused concrete bunkers. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Does anyone out there know the Unexplainers was a zip-line creative production for BBC Radio Wales? Hello? The, the Unexplainers. Extra! Check out our website, theunexplainers.com. Follow us on Twitter, at The Unexplainers. Find us on Facebook, or check out our videos on YouTube. 
the unexplainers explaining most things that are unexplainable apart from that horrible bit of skin in between your toes i'm not going anywhere near that Right, John, let's do a trailer, come on. Okay, here we go. The Demon Seed is happening. It's now. It's here. It's about to open your mind to a whole new world of paranormal existence, mysteries, intrigue. Yeah. Well, it's just that. It's, it's yeah. things that, you know, it's you talking about things that can't be explained. Yeah. And then me, me explaining them. Unlike any other show that's been done, especially <clears throat> between the two of us ever. Oh, yeah, nothing like anything we've done previously. If you want to waste half an hour, then just just, just click the link that will take you to this thing. And it, and it might be longer than that. Yeah. And, and it might be shorter than that. Yeah. But it'll be, it'll be around that, that length of time. I've got it. I've got it. Go on. I haven't got much on. Listen to the Demon Seed. Yeah. And that's it. That's Walk it. in the dog. Listen, listen to, Demon to the Demon Seed. Seed. And we can do it together. Yeah, yeah. So. Walk in the dog. Listen, listen to, to the Demon Seed. Listen to the Demon Seed. Washing up. There we go. Listen, listen to the to demon, demon seed. seed. Paint in the wall. Listen, to, listen. The demon seed. Seed. Um, I haven't. Got, I don't know many people. Listen to the listen demon, to the demon seed. seed. Um, um, don't don't like mixing. I want to stay in tonight. Listen to the listen demon, to the demon seed. seed. Um, you've been no, kicked uh, up by your missus because she yep. found out you've been fiddling next door. Uh, you live sleeping the in the car. Yeah. Listen, listen to the demon to seed. The demon uh, had a power cut and I haven't got anything to do. Listen. But your yeah. earbuds still work because your phone yeah. was charged up. Yes. Listen yes. to the demon Listen seed. Listen to the demon seed. Um, car broken down on the side of a motorway. Listen. L- no, no, no. Be careful with that. Okay. Because you've got to be aware of traffic and stuff. All right, how about this? How about this? Car broken down on the side of the motorway. Safely gone behind the barrier on the hard shoulder away from the car and called the authorities. And then. Listen. Listen to the demon to seed. The demon seed. Yeah. That is a good Cross, trailer. Crossing the road. Don't listen to the demon. Press scene. pause. Yeah. Cross get the road the safely. Side. Yeah, get to the other side. And Go then... the pavement again. Listen to the demon seed. The demon seed, yeah. Um, what other things are Go there? on an hour-long walk. Listen to the demon seed. But then the last sort of 15 minutes plus... Just listen just to bird song. To nature. To, yeah, just listen to bird song. You miss out a lot sometimes by, by having headphones on. You miss out yeah. a lot. Worried about being asked for spare change by... Homeless people. Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed. Listen to the demon seed. Yeah. Or pretend. Uh, just even, just pretend. Listen to the demon seed. Yeah. Classic. On a train, uh, looking out the window. Yeah. Listen to the. In, in a quiet demon carriage, seat. make sure it's very quiet. Yeah. You don't want none of this. Although we haven't got any drummer bass in the demon seed. No, we can. I can get some in. I'm working on a track at the moment, actually. Well, don't because it'll. Yeah. That's true. Might ruin it. Trains in it. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've given them a good, a pretty, pretty good roundup of what to, how to use. Well, usually, reset a punchy fifteen seconds. So that that's, that should nail it. That's right in there. That is top of the charts. That, that was perfect. Well done. Brilliant. 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 Thanks, Reese. No problem. Producer Reese, there. I like the way the standards are solo. That was. If you if you producer Reese, you know, listen to the demon seed. You'll have to because he's doing the edit. Yeah. <laughs> 